This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Our guest today is Sita Hariharan, who is a general manager at TCS, and we are going to talk with her today about customer experience in the age of digital transformation. Sita, thank you so much for joining us today on Knowledge at Wharton. Mukul, thank you for having me here. Uh, we, we hear so much about digital transformation these days, and perhaps a good place for us to begin might be to look at the state of the digi digital economy globally. Uh, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? Mukul, thank you for the question. As we all know, digital tools, technologies, and platforms have seen an unprecedented rate and pace of adoption just in the last three years, and they have changed how we live, how we work, and how we interact with each other. Most importantly, how we interact with companies that we do business with. Let's look at some statistics. World's population is approximately 7.6 billion. We have nearly 4 billion active internet users today. About uh, 5.1 billion unique mobile users and nearly 3.2 billion social media accounts. What is even more interesting is that we added nearly a billion to billion and a half users in each of these categories just in the last three years, between 2015 and 2018. Now, add to this mix, Internet of Things. In 2018, we will have nearly 28 billion Internet of Things. Think about it, 28 billion. Everything from cars to doorbells to bracelets to cameras to appliances at home, even my garbage cans. My car today can accurately predict where I'm headed based on the time of day and day of the week. My vacuum machine informs me when my house is clean and my garbage can tells me when I need to clear it. This is absolutely an exciting time, both for customers and businesses. Businesses need to figure out how to interact with their customers, how to deliver superior customer experiences. That's exactly right, Sita. And, and so the, based on everything you just said, uh, what are some of the implications for the way in which cust uh, companies go on defining their customer's experience or the customer's journey? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and even more interestingly, what do you think this means for the kind of expectations that customers have of, of the way in which they'll relate to companies that mm -hmm. they deal with? In the past, I mean, even just a couple of years ago, the company said that um, I need to be online. And if I have to survive in the digital world, um, people are spending about a billion years on the Internet every year. So I need to be able to uh, provide access for my customers to my business online. So they said, um, let me have an online presence. That isn't enough anymore because every business, even the mom and pop stores that we know, have online presence. So what can businesses uh, do more than that? How do I ensure that the experiences that I provide to my customer is consistent across all of the channels? How do I differentiate between uh, my exp the experience that I offer versus 
what some of my competitors are offering to my customers. So these are some of the challenges that businesses across industries are grappling with today. Well, I think what you're saying is is very true. Uh, everywhere uh, you know we we, we look, uh, we find retailers are getting hammered. Uh, uh, based on what you just said, how do you think companies should uh, relate to their customers? And and even more importantly, what has changed about the relationships between customers and their uh, 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 companies and their customers? And what has not changed? Mm. In in this entire digital transformation, if there is one thing that is constant, that is the customer. Mm-hmm. Who could have described customer experience better than some of the entrepreneurs here in U.S. as well as in Britain, right? Some of the names that come to mind are John Wanamaker, Marshall Field, Harry Gordon Selfridge. The catchy phrases that these guys came up with, uh, some of them ring true to me even today. Give the woman what she wants. <laughs> <laughs> customer is the king. And customer is always right. What has changed with the digital technologies is that it has put more power in the hands of the customers. And businesses need to figure out how to interact with their customers better. So what kind of examples do you think we could we could consider to, to, to give some specific uh, instances of what you're describing? So let's take a case of an insurance company, uh, or actually two insurance companies. Okay. The mission statement of the first insurance company is to offer health insurance policies to its customers. In the digital world, this company says that I'm going to make sure that my services and products are accessible to my customers, both online and in the physical world. They can interact with me any way they choose to interact with, even on their mobile devices. So the second insurance company, on the other hand, says my mission statement is to be a partner to my customer on their wellness journey. Consistent with the mission, what they do is, yes, they of course sell health insurance policy, but in addition to that, they care for their customers' well-being. Mm -hmm. So they connect their customers to the local gym. Mm -hmm. They encourage their customers, as an example, to exercise regularly. They motivate them using gamification. Mm -hmm. And they even remind their customers to get their annual physicals. So this is an example of a company that cares for its customer. And a healthy and uh, um, a healthy customer means that fewer insurance claims will be submitted and that would uh, also mean that their insurance premiums could go down over a period of time. So if you look at the example, uh, this particular example, two companies, the first one has a transactional relationships with its customers. Mm-hmm. The second one, based on its stated mission as well as its behavior, is able to deliver connected customer experiences, thereby own the journey of its customer. I wonder if you could drill down a little bit deeper into what you just said, because that's very interesting. What do you mean by a connected customer experience or a connected customer journey? Hmm. Let's take the case of a grocery store as an example. Everyone will understand grocery store. We all shop there almost every week. Uh, So uh, always I have thought of grocery stores as uh, someone that uh, 
does mass marketing mm -hmm. at the best demographic based marketing i've been frustrated that my grocery store even though i have shopped with them for the last 20 years i have mm -hmm. their loyalty card they just don't understand me they still send me coupons by snail mail for products that I've never bought from them. So as an example, for meat, I'm a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So I got really excited, Mukul, when um, a couple of uh, months ago, one of my customers, a grocery store, came to us and said they wanted to understand their customers better. They wanted to do behavior-based segmentation. They wanted to understand the personas of each and every one of their customers. What they meant by that is, I want to understand where they live, where they work, uh, what is their education level, uh, what they consume, uh, how they shop, why they shop, what motivates them to shop, what motivates them as an example to come into my store. And based on all of this information, which is the persona of an individual, they wanted to drive customized campaigns. So uh, that is the first right step for them. But then what I uh, explained to them got them even more excited. I painted a vision for them on how they can own the journey of their customer. Mukul, let us assume that you are one of their customers. Okay. And they know that you are affluent, you work here at Knowledge at Wharton, you are highly educated, you shop with them regularly, and you shop on Saturdays with your wife. One Saturday you walk into the store and you pick up a bottle of champagne because you have guests coming to your place. And uh, as you are walking down the aisle, the store sends you a short video notification. You open the video, you're curious, and you see people enjoying that bottle of champagne that you just picked up along with some beet and cumin soup and bread and cheese. Mm -hmm. As you're watching the video, the store sends you another notification. They ask you, do you want to purchase some beetroot? Mm -hmm. You say yes. Mm -hmm. To your further surprise, a store attendant comes to you and hands over some beetroot and bread and cheese. Mm -hmm. This is a very simple example of connected customer experiences. That's a great example, Sita. And and what I wonder is, but the, the 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 question that it raises in my mind is that to do something like this for a customer at this level of elaboration and intricacy uh, would be quite uh, uh, would would be quite an expensive kind of exercise. So the question is, do you do it for every customer, or do you select a few customers to do this for? And if it's the latter case, how do you make that choice? How do you, wh wh whom do you target with this level of service and whom do you not target? So this is where the persona-based segmentation comes into play. Personas help uh, retailers understand what sort of a customer they are dealing with. There are some customers that shop based on sale. And uh, so what kind of campaigns and what kind of experience do you want to deliver to them? There are customers such as yourself that shop at their store on a regular basis. You are extremely loyal to that store. And uh, so they offer differentiated experience such as the one we just spoke about. So persona-based segmentation is what is key to understanding the customer and how 
to deliver customized campaigns towards them. And you know, today, what makes it easier, as you know, is we have technologies to do that. I mean, one, one example that came to mind as you were speaking about the grocery stores was Amazon's re recent acquisition of Whole Foods. And, and, and these days, when you go to uh, any Whole Foods store, they ask you if you're an Amazon Prime member. And if you are, then you immediately get some discounts. Now, what, what I found very clever about this was that Amazon Prime already has very detailed information about customers, and it would make it fairly easy for them to build such customer personas, as you were describing, uh, by combining the online and offline experiences. The question is, in this kind of an age, how do companies deal with a giant like Amazon? Uh, and and how, 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 what, should, what's, what should other retailers be doing to react to this mm -hmm. phenomenon? Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. As much as Google has become the de facto standard for searches, Amazon in the last few years has become a de facto standard for product searches and product purchases. And I absolutely love what Amazon offers me, the comfort and the convenience. And as you said, even with the Whole Foods merger, um, the experience was seamless. Mm. Uh, you just had to have the app, and they knew if you had the Prime membership. So that experience at Whole Foods that I had uh, uh, several weeks ago was quite seamless. But I believe, Mukul, that customers will do business with companies that offer them differentiated experiences, memorable experiences. I was talking to my friend David very recently. He has four dogs. And he buys a lot of dog food from Amazon. <laughs> okay. And uh, I asked him, David, what would make you go into a neighborhood pet store? He said, Alexa reminds him when he needs to order dog food. And uh, the prices on Amazon, as we all know, are quite competitive. And he simply orders them from the convenience of his home. He didn't see a reason why he would change that behavior, why he would go into a neighborhood pet store. Mm -hmm. So I asked David, would you go into that store if they offered to shampoo your dog? He immediately said, yes, I would even go in if they offered to brush my dog's teeth. So you see, that is the motivation for David to change the behavior to go into a pet store. Businesses need to understand what motivates, understand their customers to start with as individuals, personas of the customers. They need to understand what would motivate them to change the behavior of the customers. Once David goes into the pet store, pet store can understand more about David. They can understand that he travels a lot. He would need pet sitters. So they could offer even those services and figure out how to secure his loyalty. Just take my example, Bed Bath & Beyond. Mm -hmm. I buy all my appliances, or I would prefer to buy all my appliances from Bed Bath & Beyond. Because when my appliance uh, doesn't work, even if it is beyond the warranty period, I can take that into the store. No questions asked. They even, they, they even give me a refund without me having receipts many times. That is a differentiated experience that motivates me to buy products from Bed Bath & Beyond. So in this age of Amazon, what is important is how do you understand your customer and how do you deliver 
memorable and differentiated experiences for them. So to take a, one more pass at what you have been saying about the way in which companies can understand at a very deep level the customer's behavior uh, uh, and, and, and perhaps work with not just their own uh, business enterprises, but across almost like a network of companies that to, to, to deliver unique experiences to customers. All this can't really be done without a tremendous understanding of data. Uh, and, and, and one of the biggest issues with data uh, that uh, we keep hearing about these days is privacy. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on some of the implications for companies and customers of how this is going to play out? So we all know that GDPR, which is a European regulation uh, for privacy, came into effect May 25th of this year, 2018. And uh, <clears throat> companies have been um, working towards complying to those regulations. And I'm 100% certain that we will see some form of those regulations here in U.S. as well. And my view has always been that the privacy regulations, the data regulations, is a good thing for customers as well as for businesses. In the case of the customers, it makes it clear that customers own their data. Companies need to get explicit permission from the customers to use their data. They need to be transparent in explaining to them in simple language that they can understand in two to three minutes instead of 70 pages of legal document on how they plan to use the data. And GDPR even goes a bit step further. It says that if there is a breach, you need to inform your customers within 72 hours along with a timeline for action. So it's, it's a good thing for customers. Now, your other question was, what does it mean to businesses? And I sincerely believe it's a good thing for businesses. Now, if you go into an enterprise today and look at where the data is stored, it's stored across various silos of the organization. The data, customer data exists within IT, within CRM systems, within operations, in marketing. And each of these silos have their own data strategy as well as a data governance strategy. So enterprises are struggling to figure out how to get a handle of my customer data. Any kind of privacy data regulation will force, I think, the businesses to rethink their data strategy and their data governance strategy. The first step that they would take is, how do I get handle of my customer data? And as you and I know, Getting a handle of the data allows you to understand your customer, and that is key to delivering superior customer experiences. And so there is a silver lining, even for businesses, when it comes to these regulations. I think a part of the challenge around data is, uh, I think people are concerned about who has access to what data, and even more importantly, how, how that data is used. Uh, there have been some recent moves towards technology companies, and social media companies, uh, wanting access, for example, to financial information. Uh, this is already going on in other parts of the world. Uh, what, do you, what are your views on how, how this is likely to play out? Yeah, we recently read about uh, Facebook uh, just yesterday. And uh, the uh, Facebook reaching out to many of the financial companies to see if they can get access to customers' uh, financial information, checking uh, account information, saving accounts, their credit card transactions. In my opinion, um, delivering customer experiences start with transparency. Mm. 
and understanding that customers own the data and uh, we need to be transparent as companies we need to be transparent with our customers on how we plan to use the data now coming back to the customer experience issue uh, i'm i'm sure in your role at tcs you come across a number of companies uh, that that are trying to figure out the best way to use technology and their systems to engage more deeply with their customers and build relationships mm-hmm. rather than transactions uh what are some of the challenges or mistakes that you have found companies make in this area uh, and and what could others learn from from their experiences mm. one is i would say uh what i saw in the last few years is enterprises thinking that uh, maybe i should bring uh, people that are focused on data or digital so they fill their c suite with uh, chief data officers chief digital officers chief strategy officers uh people are important to any organization however they aren't going to solve the problem what i also have seen which is a little bit disappointing for me is that uh there have been departures of these high level execs from the organization uh one of the second challenges is with digital transformation the business has to work hand in hand with the it it is mm-hmm. something uh, it has made traditionally made decisions on technology the businesses have always run campaigns as an example trying to attract customers or increase the basket size of uh, revenue uh, per customer now uh, this forces the it and businesses to work together and uh, so those are a couple of challenges uh, that i have seen uh, the key to solving digital transformation is how do you keep customer in the middle of everything that you do have this unfailing commitment to listen to your customers what they want how they want to interact with you and provide memorable and differentiated experiences to them that in my opinion is key to solving the problem and challenges that enterprises face technology will certainly follow okay. and one last question and that is uh, uh, let's say uh, just as you presented me with a hypothetical situation let me present you with one uh, let's say uh, you are asked by the ceo of a company that uh, wants to improve its customer experience and its customer journey and wants to know where would be a, the right place to begin what advice would you would you give the ceo where where should they get started that's not a hypothetical question mokul <laughs> it happens to me every single day when i walk into a, a a customer the first thing for me to understand is where they are in their journey and um, where do they want to go what are their ambitions can i help them to understand what it means to deliver connected customer experiences in the context of their industry because that's what is going to be differentiated uh, for any company uh, to provide to their customers so start with where they are understand their ambition how do i bridge the gap between the two as well as move them towards thinking that they need to own the journey of their customers to survive and that's how i start the discussion great Sita, thank you so much for joining us at Knowledge at Wharton. It's been great having you here. Thank you, Mukul, for having me. It was a pleasure. 
For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.